Hello everybody and welcome to Basement Fodder, the only show where you can hear the host live opening action figures. Oh, you hear that click of the box? So it's good. beautiful. I'm Todd. I'm Dave and I'm the one opening an action figure. And what are you opening tonight, my friend? Uh, my two-pack Snake Eyes and Timber Alpha Commandos uh, hey, classified, series. classified series. Yeah. The Hasbro. Yeah, because luckily enough I got an email from Hasbro Pulse and they're like, restock. And I was like, well, I wonder what you restock because you usually say restock all the fucking time. So <laughs> I looked in there and they had actually, I had this pre-ordered forever and it's fucking impossible to get. And then they restocked this and the retro-carded Hercules yeah, which is very uh, Legends too. figure. So I immediately was like, got the money, buying the figs, go. So, yes, I pre-ordered that. And Daddy is a happy camper now. Yeah, speaking of toys, though, we're going to be going to a toy show here soon. Mm-hmm. Um, not this coming weekend, but the weekend after, on February the 12th, we'll be heading up to Girard, Ohio. For the uh, who looks like grown up Cartman? Oh, some guy I had on the um, it's long story. Okay, uh, Gerard, Ohio, for the Toy Ohio show. Um, and I'm really excited about this one. If you're a wrestling fan, uh, boy, this is a hell of a show to go to. Yeah, because what's the lineup? We've got Doc Gallows, we've got Ethan Page, Powerhouse Hobbs, Powerhouse Hobbs, uh, Swaggle, Horn Swaggles, uh, Brian Myers, Scarlett Bordeaux. Yep. It's a hell of a lot. Dan Housen, yeah, Dan Housen. just yeah. debuted for AEW. Heck yeah. So it's going to be a big show for that. And we're going to be doing some filming for the upcoming YouTube series that we're working on. So it's going to be super fun, happy times. Oh, Mr. Wolfhead. <laughs> the timber is very worth it. Yeah. Like, I'd pay just the price for him because he's just so amazing. But I, I'm very into creature stuff right now. I am too, yeah. But, uh, yeah, very excited about that, so definitely that's coming soon. We will, later on, we'll talk about some other upcoming stuff that we've got in the springtime for uh, show stuff. Since we haven't got to do many cons in the last two or three years now. <laughs> <laughs> no, God, because it's like either they're non-happening mm-hmm. or, I don't know, I just wasn't comfortable with like the levels that people were, you know. But uh, I mean, there's a little bit of sadness. I just want to get it off, you know. Firstly, we had to do we did it last time. Unfortunately, two shows back to back where we have to talk about death and death of you know a childhood icon for us for sure. <laughs> Probably me more than you in this one, but like uh, Meatloaf passed away. Ah, uh, I mean, musically for you probably, but yeah. like I grew up a lot with him in like movies and like yeah. stuff. Yeah. Black Dog, Rocky Black Horror, dog, Rocky Fight, Horror Club. Fight Club. Bob's got bitch tits. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> but he's a really good actor. Like he's a good musician and a really good actor. So, like, I mean, I would almost say that music, like his music, was almost like one of the one of the biggest parts of my life soundtracks. Like, yeah, I can believe that. I never heard operatic rock albums like that before I discovered Meatloaf. Like, and then I heard stuff guy. afterwards, and there yeah. was stuff that predated that, like The Who, but like. I'd but much I mean, rather listen to Milo. Yeah, I was like, gonna say, like, I would still rather talk listen about to me. like albums that you just yeah. have to listen to straight through, just because they're a story. Like every yeah. song is a story that is informed by the previous, and it's like this, yeah. you know, monolithic thing for each album. And the guy's voice, like, yeah. is just so inimitable. Like, 
It's hard to sing along with a Meatloaf song because you can't sound like him. He no. just has this voice. He is so much a unique thing. Like so much range. And even when he would do covers and stuff, like he did the cover of the Celine Dion song, and they're all very his. Like yeah, you're no, not I, gonna. You would never know what that song originally was. Yeah. Like it's all coming back to me now with him and Marion Raven is is by far yes. the definitive version of that song for me. Yeah, I remember that. And just made that song so much cooler than it already yeah. was. <laughs> and I know, like, you know, personal life, I don't have a lot to say about his more recent choices, but I what mean, childhood hero has not let me down in that sort I was of fucking about to say, way unfortunately, lately? I have to, like, you know, like, we you all... Know, lost Dean Kane, lost Kevin Sorbo, Scott Mayo, all these fucking guys that yeah. I respected, you know, Ricky Schroeder, fucking... Yeah. Just all of them wacko, is, yeah. crazy nut bars these days. Yeah, so a lot of the ones that I like were big fans of. What I God knows, Eric now. Clapton's a piece of garbage. Yeah. <sighs> but meatloaf, you know, I'm never gonna remember that shit. What I'm gonna remember is Paradise by the Dashboard Light. What I'm gonna remember is Eddie. What I'm gonna remember is you know. Great <laughs> acting performances. Yeah. You know, I never liked Fight Club to be honest. I, I, I I'm gonna go he, on for that one, but I do no, love him in it. Yeah, I was about to say. I was like, I only liked certain performances. I think it's an overrated movie. <laughs> it's a very. <laughs> um, but I just, he was just one of a kind. He really was truly cut from a different mold. Mm-hmm. And musically, I don't think that there's anything out there that's the same as that. Plus, I mean, you know, the Pick of Destiny. <laughs> he was great. Yes, God. Like, <laughs> to be able to be like, you got I mean, Do you remember the figure. first time you saw Rocky Horror? Like, Fuck yeah. That's that's one of those things. Like, where was I the first time that I saw that thing? <laughs> like, it's one of those movies. So that, inebriated that I don't remember where mm, I was. <laughs> yeah, all but fucked up on mescaline or something, yeah. right? Shush. <laughs> <laughs> I remember going to the, uh, the midnight Rocky Horror showing at Graceland in Columbus yeah. when I was in high school. Seeing it for the first time live and feeling very confused feelings about Tim Curry. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that, and you know what the sad thing is, is I know his health is not great and has yeah. not been for a while since he had that stroke a few years yeah. ago. Well, it got better there. For it did, and I, you know, he's he's still doing you know uh, virtual you know meet and greets and stuff and all that, mm-hmm. and it's really awesome to see that. But he's not the same, you know, obviously. No. But I knew this was coming with Meatloaf. I'd seen him in the last few months and last concert. Like I know that he had collapsed on stage at a concert pretty recently. Yeah. So I kind of had a feeling this was coming. But it doesn't make it any better. No. And especially with Airlines' relationship, like a lot of our favorite, you know, you know, your couple songs or whatever are Meatloaf songs. Which is interesting too, because of like. It's mostly my fault because I, at the time that we met, I was very into like late to mid-90s meatloaf stuff like yeah. um, Not a Dry Eye in the House and I'd Lie for You and That's the Truth like those albums like yeah. so it kind of just developed that way and she I don't think she was super familiar with him before we got I together I don't know that many people that are like in you know, know, the younger and that's, and that's not his like primest you know albums or whatever no. but like you know it ain't no bad out of hell but it's really good shit mm-hmm. but yeah it was it was sad and then we also lost Sidney Poitier. Sidney Poitier. One of the most prolific actors of his time. Yeah. Broke barrier after barrier. Yeah. Iconic performance after iconic performance. was generally an amazing actor. Like, yes. And lived to, I think, 92 years old, if I'm not mistaken, somewhere yeah. in there. And that's so. pretty good. That's pretty good. 
You know, by today's standards, that's pretty damn good. Yeah. And he had a hell of a lot to be proud for, and he's not going to be forgotten. No, God, no. I watched the heat, In the Heat of the Night about 50 times probably when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Sneakers and Day of the Jackal and yeah. so many other fucking iconic performances. Mm-hmm. Like, there's really nothing that you can say other than he was literally one of a kind, you know, irreplaceable oh, yeah. actor. Like, if you don't know who Sidney Portier is, you've, you, you've probably never seen a movie. So if you say his name, it makes you feel fancy. Yeah. <laughs> but you've but probably yeah. never seen one of his movies. Because it's not like he's a forgettable, like, you know... No, he's an inimitable presence. Like, a Sidney Portier film. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. So... If I had to, I mean, if I could suggest, you go back and watch the original in the heat of the night. It's one of the the best movies of that era to me. Yeah. Him and Rod Steiger together, like fucking amazing. So yeah, I mean, farewell to you know these folks, Meatloaf man. I know you're rocking out somewhere right now. Who the fuck knows where it is, considering your political leanings? But <laughs> but I, I it will never make me love you any less. Yeah. And, um, you know, to serve with love for Sidney Poitier, you know. But enough of that fucking depressing shit. Oh, wait, no, we gotta talk about the Rumble. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of depressing shit, (laughs) WWE programming. Alright, let me say positive stuff. Like, we, I'm not gonna go match by match or whatever because I just don't, there wasn't enough for me to give a shit on this show. There honestly wasn't a lot of match. There were <coughs> the two rumbles and then I think four matches. Some matches that didn't fucking matter. I mean, like, Becky was against Dewdrop for Christ's sake. Uh, positive stuff I can say is seeing them actually have another promotions champion in the women's rumble. Show with the belt. With the belt. Their announced music. as their champion with their own music from that company. Like, mm-hmm. that shows me that they are progressing even if it's fucking glacially. Yeah. And even Molina also being there who, you know, is, is I think, signed currently with NWA. Yeah. So, you know, that's very positive. Uh, you know, Roman and Seth had a great match until the end. Yeah. They have the, um, this is the problem is, like, the storylines are what's really starting to, like, just kill it. Like, the finishes for some of these matches, I was like, you guys gotta be more creative, or you gotta, like, do something. Like, the matches themselves are great, but you're just... The thing is with Roman is I know he's not gonna lose. No. Because next year at Mania, they're really thinking they'll finally be able to do him and Rock. I don't know if it's gonna happen. I don't know if Rock's gonna be up for it. He claim They claim he is... This is the biggest star in the world. I mean, yeah. This is a guy who's also starting up a football league. Yeah. Like, when is he going to have time to go commit to TV and shit? And commit to doing a pay-per-view? A two-night pay-per-view? Yeah, that's that's the hard thing. Because they're going to want to get as much out of Mm -hmm. that as possible. Because, like, that will make money. Like, you know. Because that storyline is just written perfectly for this. And, you know, it's just, it's going to be hard. So quickly, I will say there will be spoilers for this. If you haven't seen the Rumble yet, skip ahead or yep. something if you want to. Um, it's been a week almost, so yeah, you know, <laughs> fucking just watch it. But, <laughs> well, no, it's been since Saturday. I was gonna say I Saturday. So, well, if you don't want spoilers, stop listening for the next like fifteen minutes or so. Yeah, but I mean, it's all over everything. <laughs> but it's, so. it's not like you can't get you cannot get spoiled at this point. Like, yeah. The internet has already fucking killed that sort of thing. Yep. So, 
Women's Rumble, there were a lot of interesting people came back for it. You know, some I was like, really? Summer Ray? <laughs> you know, the Bellas? Like, I guess some people care about the Bellas. I can't imagine who they would be. I mean, maybe I their mom. It's iconic like, because of both of them and getting them both back. It would have been less if you had got Nikki or Brie. Who? Who cares? They're yeah. mediocre wrestlers at best. Yeah, their their con- contributions to the business are wildly overblown by WWE. Yeah, they act like they're like, oh, they're legends. Yeah, guess what? They called Summer Rae a legend too when they announced her. What the fuck did she accomplish? Uh, dancing with Fandango. Like, I was about to say. I was like that. Exactly. That horrible Ziggler fucking storyline yeah, that just ended out of nowhere yeah. when Lana and Rusev bombed it with their fucking engagement. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. No, which I feel bad whatever. for her. I guess legend one. means like you're vaguely memorable from several years ago. Now, like yeah. we've really downgraded the definition of what a legend, legend is. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so I guess like Bad Bunny's been there a couple times. Is he a legend now? Like. Yeah, fun. that was interesting. That uh, yeah, he showed up for the Rumble. That was really cool. Like, um, looking great. Yeah, and just kicking ass and shit. Yeah. Like I, they love this guy, and he loves them. And he so, loves them. Yeah. So though, you, that's not gonna be the last time we'll see him. I'm no, sure. Probably not. Um, but with the women's Rumble, you know, we had Ivory and her old right center gimmick showing, which that is was great. Really, really cool. I love that one. It's probably her most um, iconic that people remember. We had Molly Holly with the Mighty Molly gimmick, of course, yep. to do a little something with Nikki Ash because they turned her heel for some fucking unknown reason. But still, let her keep the, the superhero. superhero. I didn't, didn't work for fucking Hurricane. It's not going to work for you. Her, yeah. It doesn't work as a heel gimmick. I'm sorry, it doesn't. Whatever, I don't care. <laughs> cool to see Molly Holly. Love her always. Um, you know, Molina always she did her full paparazzi entrance and did her splits and everything, and that was really cool. Um, the big, I guess, the big news return, other than you know Mickey with the Impact Belt, has got to be Ronda. Yeah, Ronda Rousey coming back to I what I imagine must have been a chorus of booze. We'll never know because because they would have sweetened it out anyway. Yeah, unless they're playing. She is decidedly a heel. Like she cut a promo for the online, very much a heel promo. Like I'm not gonna fall for the cheers and shit like I did last time. Fuck you guys. I'm not here for you. And that's fine as long as like my thing is whether it was a shoot or like whatever it was. I'm sorry that your first run, like, your very first spot, you came out with The Rock. Yeah. You're going to get cheered. You're going to get cheered. But then you came out working somebody else's gimmick. That's mm-hmm. the other thing. Like, and with their permission and with their the blessing. Permission, cool. But here's the thing. Rowdy was a was a heel. He was a beloved heel, but he was a heel. Yeah. Like, yeah, in WCW, he kind of came back in his old age as a, as a good guy. But classic Rowdy was a heel. You know what's so funny about that is looking back on that WCW run with Hogan in like, you know, 95, 95, 96. Yeah. He was my age. Yeah. He wasn't that old. No. He was 42. Yep. It, like, I always did when I was kid, I was like, man, he's, he's old, right? Ah, he's old. Yeah. He's 42 for fuck's sake. Like, yeah. you know, half the guys on the Raw roster right now that are main event guys yeah. are in that age he range. He just was unfortunate that like that he had got pretty messed up, like, injured. Yeah. And it it affected his abilities and stuff. But honestly, like, he's his wrestling style was like flair. It was always a style that you could do to yeah. late in the game because oh, yeah. it was more of a showman striking. It wasn't like Hogan where it's No, like at that time he was younger is, than most of those yeah. guys. He was younger than Hogan. He was younger yep. than Nash. So, and, no, not Nash, but, yeah. you know, flair and shit. Like, But... 
Uh, I mean, excuse me. As long as she accepts that, like. You're going to be the heel. I don't know. Here's what kind of pissed me off about it. She comes out there right at the end of the match, pretty much. Like, she's, I think she's, like, number 27 or something. She was number 28. And no gear. Just, like, black pants and a black shirt with some white writing on it. Like, yeah. no gear, no fucks to give. Didn't do anything remotely impressive. Basically won the match because Shayna Baszler came out there and kicked a bunch of ass for her. And... What does this mean, really? Like, she's going to face Charlotte. I don't care about that match. Do you care about that match? No. I couldn't give a fiddling fuck, because both of them are imminently hateable. Are you telling me that Charlotte is going to be a babyface now? No, I think... Or they're going to try to book a heel-heel match for Mania? Because who gives a shit about that? The problem is, is, like, honestly... They're fucked either way, because, like, Becky's a heel... She's a more liked heel. She's the cool heel, though. She's the cool heel. She's like the Austin kind of, yeah. like, you know, but, character. But here's the thing. But like, she has been more heelish in general, though. She has. But I would rather see that heel-heel match than I would... Because here's the thing. Storyline-wise, it makes sense to me more than it does the Charlotte thing. Because you've got Becky here claiming to be the man. To be mm-hmm. the badass that kicks the shit out of everybody and everybody's afraid of. Right. Right? So then you bring out Rhonda, who is a legit, yeah. like, I will fuck you up. But where's her credibility level stand at this point? She's been out of fighting for, what, four years now? Yeah, and then that gives Becky a great angle to play. Yeah, yeah. You've got Rhonda, who's like, no, I'm the man. Yeah. I've done this shit, I've defeated. And then you got Becky being like, yeah, you did that, what, years ago? And then you fell off. Like, you you went and had a kid. Cool. So did I. And then I showed back up in my ring, and I own it. Like, yeah. I have a belt. Where's your belt? You don't have a belt. Like, so Becky shit. was like, trying to book angles from the maternity ward, yeah. according to the stories that I heard. That That's what I'm saying, is, like, it makes more sense to have her go against Becky. The story is just beautifully written right there for it. Mm-hmm. But they want to do Charlotte, and I know why they want to do Charlotte. Well, because, because Charlotte's the one's going to get her through a better match at this point. I mean... To me. It, yes. It will probably generally be that it's a better match, which I still don't think it's going to be that great of a match. No, I really don't. I think it's going to be smoke and mirrors. Yeah. For the most part. It's or gonna they're going to go out there and work strong style. The Which, <laughs> I mean... Which, yes, Charlotte can definitely take that beating and give it back. Yeah. Because she's a potato is, with the best of them. And the, here's the thing. Honestly, like... I wonder, to a degree, if they're not thinking one way and another. Like, I'm not wondering if they're telling Charlotte, we want smoke and mirrors, and mm-hmm. then they're telling Rhonda, we want hard style. Well, they have, what, uh, what, Mania is, what, in March? Is that right? Or April? I think it's April. I don't Google it. Yeah. Um, but they've got time. Yeah. They... Tease that Shayna and Ronda are working together to some extent in the Rumble. You could easily have basically those two just run roughshod. You could. And you could set up an angle to make Charlotte more sympathetic by having them just beat the holy living piss shit out of her. Yeah. And that's going to get them over as nasty ass heels and make her look like an automatic baby face. Either way. Problem is that Charlotte is a terrible baby face. She is a terrible baby face, but right now they want to punish her. But against against Ronda, she can really be nothing else because they're not going to boo her against Ronda. No, they're going to cheer for Charlotte. Yeah, 
And that's going to kind of de facto make her the baby face. She's going to be the, like, Randy Orton baby face. Right, where your character is essentially the same. Yeah. But you get cheered instead of boo. Yeah. Which is kind of the new way they're doing these things now. It's like, the heel is, like, a heel only in name only. Because it's like half the crowd loves a heel more than they ever would a baby face. I don't know. Like, I still think they're in the mode of punishing Charlotte. They want to, like, teach her a lesson or some shit yeah. like that or hurt her in some way while still protecting Becky. Yeah. I don't fucking know why because, honestly, again, characters aside, I'm still going to rather watch a Charlotte match than I am a Becky match. Like, Yeah, Becky has kind of become a person I don't care for anymore on several levels. but I just think, like, the storyline there... There, there are more things storyline wise that you can use if the both of them are agreeing to like be open with things and stuff. They're both moms. You could definitely work those angles. One is a you know current champion. One was you know a very impressive champion, but then kind of fell off and came back. And you know there, I mean, like I said, the story kind of writes itself. It you does. could easily do this. The thing with the Charlotte. You're really going to have to push for this. Yeah. Like, what? what's the reason to go for Charlotte? I mean, you know, tonight they really... I don't know what happened on Raw yet, but... Yeah. Of course, it's a SmackDown feud, so like we, probably, we might get something on Raw for it. Maybe, yeah. But realistically, they need to come out really strong yeah. and get her heat on Charlotte really quickly. Yeah. For anyone to give a shit. And here's the other thing, like... <sighs> and then the other problem is, does that help What do Baszler? you do with Becky? Yeah, what do you do with Becky? Because... You know, who's her mania opponent at this point? It has to be somebody... Built up enough. And here's another wonderful nugget that I found from the news. Is, guess who lost their spot in the Rumble so Ronda could be in there? Who? Alexa. Go figure. And during the Rumble, she tweeted out like really that's it right as the end stuff was happening and then deleted it like right afterwards and tried to like play it off like I was just talking about my own character stuff I'm like sure you were <laughs> I would, I <laughs> because know. the last time Rhonda was there they very famously did not get along at all because Charlotte I mean not Charlotte but um, Alexa yeah she felt that Rhonda took some serious liberties with her in the ring and was dangerous because yeah. of her level of you know lack of training and which we commented on before she the holds mm-hmm. and the moves that mm-hmm. she used a lot of that stuff is is very sketchy i saw bending of things that shouldn't bend yeah. in that way and i've done martial arts wrestling a lot of that different stuff and it's like people are like oh you know the human body and i was like yeah the human body can move in certain ways but when you do this stuff enough you know what what is flexibility and what is like joints being? I mean, go back and look at Shamrock in his first year, and he hurt a lot of people. He did, and then he wised up really quickly and became a great wrestler. Remember when they brought in Dan the Beast Severin? He beat the living piss shit out of people. Yeah, like Tank Abbott. Did some it, guys like... can be really great in both. You know, mm-hmm. some guys can. You know, Tom Waller is a good example of that. You know, Chael Sonnen to some extent. I've seen some of the Japanese work that he did is yep. very good. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Shamrock is a good example too. Is a guy who started off being really rough and then ended up being a very, very good pro wrestler. Yeah, it it is possible. It and, is. But the thing is with Ronda is I don't think she's ever going to put the level of commitment into it that it would take to do that. No, I think it's because one of those things where it's like I loved it since I was a kid, but mm-hmm. like it's the easiest me to me for make a massive paycheck when I can't fight anymore. Yeah, which is where she's at now. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Then she's fucking procreated with the biggest Von Dutch shit stain in the world. Pretty much, yeah. I don't know. I feel terribly bad for Bliss because they're just, they're holding this gimmick. Yeah. And it needs to go. It needs to go. Like, you can tell she's not even, like, she gives everything. She does. But But the gimmick is dead. You can tell it's dead. They're dragging it out. And it's like, people want the old bliss back they or did. at least a different bliss because like this what made sense when you had it connected to something but now you're trying the to connection's like not there you know turn the sidekick into the hero and it makes no fucking sense no. because you've convoluted it as fuck no it makes no sense so and no. i think it's shitty that they they've been doing work with her and then she's the one that gets the crapper mm-hmm. so that Rhonda could come out and yeah. do the lame ass thing that she did, and like, yet you give spots in that rumble to like Cameron from the Funkadactyls or Summer Rae again. I hate to say her name more than three times in one fucking show, but it just really irks me a little. Yeah, because she wasn't even really that much of a wrestler. She was literally more of a valet, valet manager, manager type thing, and she was good at it. Yeah. I think she did better work as that. Vaguely competent in the ring, yeah. but like, you know. Is there really getting like a massive pop from the crowd for a fucking Summer Rae appearance? Fuck like, no. half of the fucking crowd probably doesn't even remember who the fuck she is. Yeah. They're like, so, wait, is that Lana? No, that's not Lana, that's Summer. And she turned it down apparently because they did offer a spot to her too. Oh, yeah, no. But, um, I'm not surprised. It is what it is. And on the men's side, <sighs> that is some more. The like Rumble setup. match itself, there was no no big, real, like, massive surprises on that. Like, no. There was some good spots here and there. The biggest news that came out of it was the botch spot from Kofi where he tried to do one of his trickery spots and it failed because he hit both feet on the ground yeah. and mistimed the jump. So, but I guess they had planned later on to do some spots with him and Big E when he got in, so it kind of fucked the deal on that one. Yeah. Uh, there was a fun little thing when AJ was out there and then Bobby Roode came out, the crowd started chanting TNA. Yeah. And they definitely acknowledged, you know, their, their past history there because those two did have a great, you know, history there. Oh, yeah. But Brock winning means nothing really like I, I get it I understand why it was necessary yeah with the way that the story is crafted I will say about but Brock but the thing was didn't this happen before like isn't this like part th- it's two? already happened yeah yeah like I think this is at least the second time he's won he did cause I'm pretty sure it wasn't last year it was the year before mm-hmm. like they put him he, in the last minute they put him yeah. in the last minute and he fucking won the thing is with Brock I will give a huge amount of credit to Brock by completely changing his character. Yeah. And actually having his own personality and not depending on Heyman as a mouthpiece. Because even when Heyman was with him, he was still doing most of the talking. Yeah. This and new being, sort of gimmick that he's, you know, found where he's just a guy there to have fun and beat asses. Yeah. 
And he's wearing his cowboy hat out yeah. there and shit, and like fucking his he's big jacket. He's still acknowledging the past. Yeah, glories, but he's having but, fun, like, you know. And he's almost made himself a baby face by doing that. And he's still willing to like go, like take losses. Yeah. Like previous Rock was not willing to do that. And this, it's like, and not just like okay from one or two guys, like mm-hmm. from the Undertaker or some shit. But no, he's like willing to like take the fuck finish loss and. Yeah. You know, and you know him and Lashley went out there and had you know the title match, and you know Heyman pulled the the fucking long con on him and shit, and it it made sense because it gets the belt off of Brock, it gets Brock into the Rumble, and then back at at Rollins is where they want to be. Right. I'm sorry, Reigns, yeah. and then uh, you know it also gives like uh, the Rollins and Reigns match some stink on it too. Mm-hmm. And having Seth come out there in the old Shield entrance and the Shield gear and stuff to mind really, fuck Roman, yeah, mind fucked him. really kind of, and it also popped the crowd. It made Seth more of a baby face in the match, yeah. and it put more heat on it. And then, yeah, there was a fuck finish, but you knew it was going to be. With but they Rollins. did the post match angle, yeah, with with Roman just basically breaking a chair on him, yeah, like he just beat the shit out of him until the chair broke, yeah, and that. Turned the booze for the finish into the booze for the heat. Yeah. And that was good. Yeah. And that makes sense. It's just... It was a great match for Brock and Lashley. Yeah, they beat the crap out of each other. Lashley looked strong. He did. But and he it came out with the belt. But it wasn't... It. For me, it wasn't as what it no. I wanted it to I be. wanted it to be like one of those Brock matches where it's the long severe beating matches and shit that both those guys could go in there and just do hammer each other that's the thing like i feel like unfortunately it being on the rumble card shortened the expectation i don't think that's the last time we'll see that match i hope i think this was a test to to see see, like what the crowd would be and what they do with each other because there's been a little smack talk here and there lashley has said several times he could take brock down and beat his ass and there's some, there's a little bit of heat, I think, there. Yeah. And I think that that's definitely to a see if thing. they would really shoot on each other. Yeah, because uh, in a shoot, to be honest, I would probably pick Lashley because I think all around he's a much better fighter. Well, that and fucking, unfortunately, less <laughs> sweet in the in the gut. One shot to the gut the right way, and he's done for. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna take some words out of fucking uh, Van Dam's mouth. Chun Li's sweet in the midsection. Yeah. You know? like, <laughs> unfortunately, like, that diverticulitis. Yeah, man. that fucking and Bobby's a fucking big boy, mm-hmm. dude. That's like a powerhouse, like heavyweight hitting you in the gut. Yeah. That'll explode your shit. I've watched Lashley's MMA matches, and he might not have the same kind of record that Brock has, but he's also fought more fights, and he's a more all-around fighter than Brock he is. is. Yeah, Brock has blown up in five five seconds. Yeah, Lashley's got cardio. The thing stamina. is, is like Brock has beat people with the fact that he throws ham hocks. Right, like, literally. And Lashley like, has actually yeah. beat people. Yeah, you so. know. <laughs> but it puts the belt back on Lashley, which is a better fit anyway. Yeah. The problem is, do, is, what do you do you, with Lashley now? You've got time. You've got a couple of months here to build up something well, for his mania. Like, Drew's pretty much fucked. Like, yeah, they're not going to put Drew back in there. They're not going to put Drew back in there. Big E's already been worked out and stuff like that. Like, who do you have, name-wise, of a sufficient uh, powerhouse, babyface, like... On that roster. It's tough. It is. But I believe in MVP and Lashley's ability to get whatever it is over. Yeah. Because MVP, other than Heyman, is the best talker they've got. Oh, yeah. It's 
it's not necessarily I don't believe it's a promo problem. I believe it's a confidence problem. Yeah. Like who and and it right now unfortunately with what's going on back in the back area and stuff as far as like power wise it's who do you believe that Vince and Khan have the confidence in because it I don't know so the, I don't think I looked Triple up the H- raw results just you know for the hell of it and elimination chamber is between mania and now yeah and the Raw Elimination Chamber match is going to be for the title. Yeah. So it's Lashley, Lesnar, because Brock is saying he wants to win it back and take the belt against Reigns. Seth Rollins, Riddle, Austin Theory, and AJ Styles. Austin Theory is the guy who's in there to take pins. Oh, yeah, I know that. (laughs) But why Riddle? Same reason, I'm sure. I mean, he's very popular. He is, but he's... Got demoted to a tag team thing with art with which Orton. is the most over tag team in the company right now. It is, but why is Orton not in there? I don't know. That's the thing. Is like out of the two of them, Orton's the one that. Think about the combination of people though, with Austin Theory in there and with AJ and Riddle. It's going to be a better match with those guys in there. Because I've seen, you know, as much as I dislike Riddle, he's very good in the ring. He is very good in the ring. And, and even Austin Orton, Theory is a future superstar. He is. And AJ can just do amazing and things. And AJ, you can put AJ in there with literally anybody and make it decent. So, okay, so what? We've got, what is that? Riddle? Uh, Rollins. Uh, Rollins. Austin Theory, AJ, and Brock and Lashley. So you've got powerhouse guys in there, you've got flyers in there, and you've got, you know, technicians in there, too. You do. But other than Lashley... And Brock. I almost wonder if Riddle's not in there to tease something in the future between him and Brock. Oh, because he's talked shit, Because too. he's talked a ton of shit, and Brock has kind of said he doesn't want to work with him. And I think that they to... want to force it. Yeah. You know, you thought that... Or Brock said put him in there so I can knock the shit out of him. Yeah, because I was about to say that. <laughs> stro- you saw what I did to Strowman mm-hmm. with that fucking headshot? I think he'll damn near punch... Riddle retarded. Or Riddle will get out of the way of it and almost break his arm, putting him in a lock. We're not like, supposed to use the R word, sir. <laughs> there's no other way of saying what will happen if he gets punched in the head yeah, by mean, Brock. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna destroy him, man. So yeah, that'll be interesting. You know, uh, that gives Lashley a, another thing to work on between now and then. There could be another feud coming out of that match. It's possible. The thing is, is like when you when you see that lineup, you know the spots. Yeah, you know which ones are going to be the spots, and you know who's going to be the eventual two. That's the thing. Well, with AJ split off from almost at this point, like I think they're steering him back towards turning again. And, and that's great. And AJ's a great baby face. He is a great baby face. Other Here's than Cincy. I didn't even know Rob was in Cincy yeah. tonight. Here's my thing. Why is almost not in there? He's been pretty much at my other than a couple of squash, ma- squash matches. He's not ready. He's See, awful, dude. He's, like, he is awful. But like, like Kali levels. But what are you going to do with him? Because, like, you know what? Either... They're going to keep working him on house shows until he's a little better. And then maybe do something with him. But he also is not a talker either. No, and they took him away they from the just talker. want him because he's huge. It's that collie shit. You know Vince and his boner for giant guys. I do, but here's the thing. like You're protecting him, which I understand, but you either need to like pull the fucking thing on him and either be like he's going to start 
beating the shit out of these bigger guys and then eventually get destroyed or you're going to put the title on him. And neither of these things seems to be happening. You're, you're playing, he's like, oh, scary monster undefeated against local house guy. And it's like, okay, but now the undefeated thing is starting to not like amount for shit because he's beating like the 205 live guys. Like, yes, of course he's going to look like a monster against these dudes. Yeah. <laughs> but he can't talk. He can't really wrestle. Like... You know, I'm going to say this is a dark horse thing, and I know that's not where they have in the card right now, but I would love to see Lashley and Kevin Owens. Oh, God, yeah. Because that's a match I would get behind seeing. Oh, yeah. I would I would love that. It, to me, is the only, like... I didn't want to say it, but I to me, I think that is the the only one I would want to see. And it makes sense, because Owens can go toe-to-toe with MVP on a mic, yeah. and Owens, having seen most of his matches and stuff like that, can go toe-to-toe with Lashley in the ring. Yeah. Like, that's the match I want to see. I want to see that. Like, I didn't really care about, wasn't too excited necessarily about the Owens-Reigns match until we watched that thing. And that thing was fucking phenomenal in yeah. that fucking bullshit Thunderdome crap that they yeah. did. And that was with Until two that guys. ridiculous shit finish. Yeah. But that's why I'm saying is like, you you do that, and then you got this, still you got this like Hurt Business bullshit where you got Shelton Benjamin and Cedric doing weird turning on him, not turning on him crap. Like, I think it's good small, small plot line stuff. Yeah. You yeah. know, because you can play with that. But... I, I mean, I Shelton is, is got to be thinking, like, boy, I'm lucky that my best friend's brought there because that's the only reason I have a job. Uh, I love Shelton. Don't get me wrong. I don't yeah. diminish his ability whatsoever. He's just a guy that is a guy. He's a, he is He's a, a very great talented wrestler. guy. And there was a time yeah. where he could have stepped. Yeah. And there was a time where I think it almost happened when he beat Triple H a bunch of times and beat Shawn Michaels and shit. Yeah. There was a time. But Shelton does not have much personality, unfortunately. No, he does and you just that the thing is the sad truth is you've got to have both yeah or at least a lot of one a lot of one <laughs> you know? and a way to have the other and the thing yeah the thing is that Shelton has a pretty damn good amount of one and none of the other yeah so it is what it is it is yeah that's fair you know I mean we'll see what happens I think Becky is going to end up facing Lita at Mania because that's kind of the push that I'm seeing I'm going to go ahead and tell you like I love Lita. I don't I give do a too. fuck about seeing this match. I don't either. Um, I think Lita wants you know one more little run. She's forty six. I get it. As the champion? No, you, not necessarily. I was but about to say, I, like, as a main event, you know. I mean, that's I mean, they've fun, done it with they've yeah. done it with Trish a couple of times here yeah. and there. Like Lita deserves her one good Mania match too. Yeah. You know, it's just and and Becky is a better matchup for her than Charlotte is, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. It's just... I don't know. I, t- I know it sounds shitty. I love Lee to death. I don't think she deserves the title j- No, I don't think so like, you're pulling necessarily the le- either. You're it's pulling the legend, the legend card. card. And I'm like, yeah, but no. Because the thing is, is like, that's great. Put her in there with somebody, you know, that is really awesome. That's almost like one of the top tier women, but that's not in the title contention. Because like... I don't want to waste 
a title WrestleMania match on a, a legend. The run. thing is, when it comes to the the women's matches at Mania, Ronda and Charlotte is the marquee, and then Becky and her have a chance to go out there and have a really good match. Yeah, and that's cool. It is if if it can still be done. I mean, I I think Elite has got it in her. I think Lita's got a good match in her. I don't know if they have a great match in there. I think that, that given the amount of time that they have her. to work it, like and yeah. train for it and stuff, that they can stage it really well. I and hope. Becky can do pretty damn well with anybody. I mean, I hope. I, I I just hope. But it's like it makes me sad because it's like you do have a lot of deserving women there that have worked their ass off to to get there, and Lita's had her moments. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I, I don't know. Man, I want to give some special credit, though. This is totally unrelated, but it just it popped in my head. I want to give special credit to Otis and fucking Chad Gable for taking something that seemed like a punishment gimmick and, and turning it into a fucking really fucking over thing. Again, again. You know why? Because Otis is gold. He's solid gold. Man has amazing talent, mm-hmm. both on the mic, personality, fucking raw talent, and you stuck him with a guy when you don't treat him like a piece of shit is again a fucking amazing class wrestler. Oh yeah, and can actually do pretty good on the mic. Oh, his mic skills have just blown off the charts. Like yeah. he is a fucking heat magnet right yeah. now. And then you put these two together, mm-hmm. and you create probably one of the most solid big man, little man teams I have seen in a long time. Love it. You found the alternative to the big man theory in the mm-hmm. sense of, like, he doesn't have to be a giant and the small guy is in, the, like, the Kane Daniel Bryan mm-hmm. or anything like that. You put him with a big boy who can yeah. move like who's a, Yeah, who's an amateur like he is, too. Yeah. And yeah. these guys, for being... The gimmick, the gimmick was the the Shelton Benjamin Charlie Haas gimmick that is supposed to be a punishment or like a fucking meh. But they made it into something great. They, yeah, and like they've got one of the best programs going against the RK Bro thing. Yeah, and their segments are solid gold. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, big props to those guys, man. Yeah. Like for really I, making something out of nothing new. I really feel bad for. Unfortunately, is Dewdrop. They cursed this poor girl by giving her the stupidest fucking name in the world, first of all. And it's, she's so talented. It's so fucking like such a slap in the Why face. Why does Vince hate plus size people so much? This is my question. Is it I, because you're just a, a fucked up muscle head, you know, Jim Jackoff motherfucker that you just think fat people are the funniest thing you've ever seen? Not to mention, though, when you go back in the history of wrestling, there's been a hell of a lot of guys in not great shape that have been biggest superstars in the fucking industry. Dusty Rhodes, Mick Foley, come on. Yeah, and guess who he doesn't like? Dusty Dusty Rhodes and Mick Foley. Like, you don't have to be some jacked-up fucking musclehead to be a great wrestler. And Dewdrop is an extremely talented female wrestler. She is. We watched her in the fucking women's, like, tournament that they had, like, invitational thing, and her name wasn't Dewdrop. No. Fucking, like, I'm sorry, you can't... She's managed to make herself, just pure ability-wise, look like a beast. Yeah. But if you have a person come out with the name Dewdrop, like, that is... All credibility instantly gone. Yeah, instantly gone. And she doesn't look like a mean person. She looks like a sweet girl, and she holds herself that way, and then she flips the switch and goes into crush mode, and... 
it's just one of those like it's again I feel bad because she's doing the same thing that Otis does it's mm. like your pure talent personality everything is getting you over every hurdle they're throwing at you yeah. you're getting over and all that's gonna do is just piss him off more. Yeah. Because he hates it even more when this shit happens. Pretty soon you'll be out there in a fucking cornpone dress being Bertha Faye 2.0 and shit. Like, I just, I don't want to see that. I really wish she was anywhere but there. Yeah. Because she's too talented to be wasted like that. Oh, yeah. And... I mean, yeah, she she was in a title match at the show, but does anybody care about that match? Did anybody think that she had a snowball's chance of hell beating Becky? No. After what they did with uh, fucking Bel Air? Yeah. No. The fact that they were like, hey, guess what? We just magically brought back Becky and let her squash you in that's the 20 other thing. fucking it's like, six seconds. How do you, how Sasha Banks feeling right now? How's Bel Air feeling right now? How's fucking, you know, Bliss feeling right now? Yeah. All, and Liv Morgan, all these, like, really talented people that are right close to the top of the card, but they can't get over because fucking, oh, it's all about Charlotte and Becky. Yeah. And now fucking Ronda Rousey's back and makes it even worse. Yeah. I don't know. I'm. I'm just. I'm. This is why I, I don't watch it as much. No, because it just ends up pissing me. Off. I. I was kind of sad too because the, the Miz Maurice Edge is already blown off. Yeah. Yeah. One. One match. It's blown off. Yeah. That's because honestly, like the match wasn't that great. Like it. Was, I think they forgot that Maurice can work, and they just didn't want her to. I think the thing is they forgot that she can work and didn't want her to, and that Edge and Mrs. Styles don't, don't mix. look good together. Yeah, they don't. Because it's like... like the, the thing about this feud is all of it worked the best on the microphone. It did. In the ring, they don't have a lot of chemistry, unfortunately. They don't. The other problem, too, is like... This worked better when it was Miz and Maurice and John and Becky. Or, I mean, um, Nikki. Nikki, yeah. Like, that one made sense. I don't know why Miz thinks that he needs to step to edge, because it's like, one... I mean, internally, I can understand that, like, who's the best person to put edge in there with, considering his limitations and his injuries and stuff. Miz is the safest guy you can put him in. It is. Problem is though with that is the way Edge works. It shows how safe yeah, Miz does. looks, and then it just becomes a why is this match even happening? No, I don't disagree. You know, because you had Edge, you had him literally like he had one of the biggest pops back. He was in prime shape, ready to do these things, and you just no. There was that spot no. where you could have given him one more run. No, and now it's like... And the thing is, he keeps coming back and he keeps looking strong. Yeah. And, like, ready to go. But he's working on borrowed time. He is working on borrowed time. And the thing is, they are just not... You know, they're not doing anything with it. And I feel bad, because it's like he's wanting to go. And they're just like, <laughs> yeah, you can go a little bit. You can go a little bit. Vince is very afraid of him getting hurt. I can say that, and I understand. And as much as I don't like Vince in a lot of ways, he does care about certain guys mm-hmm. and their health and shit. That's why yeah. he kept Daniel Bryan off for as long as he did. Yeah, but it is what it is. Yeah, unfortunately, it just it it was not it was not a great yeah match. It was like as a show, the Rumble like Rumble's almost always one of my favorite shows of the year because there's fun stuff that happens. But this one was just 
a disappointing winner on both sides yeah. as far as the men and the women's and really not much else to speak of other than, you know, Rollins and Reigns having a really good match, yeah. which we knew they could already, we already knew they could have. Yeah. And again, we already, like we said, we already knew that Lashley and Reigns were, I mean, Roman and, and, um, and uh, Rollins were going to have a great match. Yeah. Cause those two always do. They have great chemistry yep. and Seth, as much as I severely dislike him is really talented. Yeah. And Roman has become really good. Uh, he's found what works. Mm-hmm. And, like, not just what works for him, but, like, what works with the crowd. And he, I think he finally realized, like, The Rock was an anomaly mm-hmm. in the sense of, like, Samoan guys don't necessarily work as baby faces, mm-hmm. unfortunately. They just I don't know what it is, but they generate natural heat. The thing is that Rock is is like you say an anomaly. He is his level of charisma just basically supersedes everything. Yeah, it is. Because yes, even, he's amazing in the ring. He is, but ultimately his personality and his character is what is over the mm-hmm. most. And even that was in an era where any other era he would have just been like a really good heel. Yeah. But like at that era, like. The Attitude Era, heels were becoming baby faces and shit like that, you know? So it worked. He was lucky enough to strike in that really hot time period and stuff. Yeah. But, like, you look at any other guys. I love Joe. Mm-hmm. But Joe as a baby face is good. Joe as a heel is great. Yeah, like, true. Joe is a scary good heel. You look at most of the guys that were good Samoan guys and they were great heels baby faces not so much like yeah everybody's like well but rikishi and stuff and i'm like but the thing is is like look at rikishi as a baby face he didn't make it high up the car he's out there dancing and smacking his ass yeah i feel like if he had if he had just said fuck it and went like hard heel he would have been so much higher up and then when they did turn him they turned him in a really stupid way yep and tried to put him legitimately over as a bad guy, but it just didn't work because the storyline made no sense. Yeah, and that's the thing is like, especially since you made him the dancing babyface with the yeah. two other dancing babyfaces, you got to make him a hard heel. You got to turn him in the right way, in a way that just and he can't be stink facing motherfuckers. No, because that's, that's not a heel move. That's that's a goofy move. You know, the last wrestling. Uh, you know, thing that I, I will say is like, um, oh shit, it just popped right the fuck out of my head. I had it again. And it went <laughs> out into the fucking ether. Yeah. Was it AAW really? No, no. Uh, fuck. Give me a second. Um, Power? No, fuck. Oh, uh, Jesus. It, just keep, it keeps going in and out. My head is just not where it should be. But no, I had one more wrestling thing, but I can't. We'll come back to it if we... Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to come back to it in a second, because I just... I, my mind is like... Like, do the thing. I can't remember. Oh, yeah. No. I, I'm I'm all over the place. <laughs> uh, yeah, not a great show. I can't say I'd recommend it, necessarily. It's disappointing, because it's one of the big shows of the year. Usually something always, yeah. because it's the Oh, big... CM Punk, that's what it was. Fuck. And I don't like to talk about CM Punk, because, frankly, I hate the guy. Yeah. But I will give him so much props for this uh he'd made a comment on something on twitter um like some backstage thing or whatever and some fan like tweeted at him like oh you're gonna end up in wrestler's court because of that shit and he responded like that stupid idiotic 
bullshit is the biggest collection of a bunch of insecure fucking men with small dick energy I've ever seen in my life. And I was like, somewhere the Undertaker is plotting your death. Like, literally. Because that shit was, like, mostly him. Oh, yeah. Like, he was the judge and jury on that fucking wrestler's court shit. But it is. It's fucking sad, insecure man shit. It is. It's... And I give punk credit for never caring what anybody else thinks no. when it comes to that shit. To just basically being like... <laughs> say small dick energy. Yeah, yes. yeah that shit. <laughs> but it is. It's one of those, like... It's 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 the click. It's the boys club. It's the thing of, like, we're gonna we're going to try and hold what we like about it. And if you go outside this little thing, we're gonna we're gonna smack you mm-hmm. and be like no and shit like that. And it's like you got a group of the guys that at the time were some of the biggest ham hock motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. That if you went against them, cool, your match with one of them or all of them doesn't matter what's going to go down. Shit kicked out you're gonna get damn near killed some yeah. people. Like <laughs> like, and that's the thing. But it's like. Now, people are like, we don't care about your fucking shit anymore like that. It's a completely different landscape. Yeah, fuck you, you and your mystique. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> but yeah, props to Punk for fucking calling out that bullshit. Because oh, yeah. it is bullshit. And, it is. You know, God knows he suffered the wrath of it and shit when he was there. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ask Miz about it sometime. Because uh, yeah. so did he. <laughs> that poor bastard. Like... That's why I'll always be a fan of Miz because he works so hard to get where he is. Yeah. And to gain any level of respect in that that business. Especially considering what he came That's what I'm saying, from yeah, like and through and shit. Like mm-hmm. that kid was fucked from the get go yep. because And he didn't care. He was like, Whatever you want to do to me, I don't care because I'm still coming back. Yeah. He's like, I love this thing. I, yep. Like you, you you have video of me literally telling people Day in and day out. Yep. This is what I've wanted to do with my life since I was a kid. And, and this is like why, that. with all those big names getting released, Miz is never one of them. No. Because no. they like him. Yeah. And they like him for good reasons. Mm-hmm. And I would too. I'd want that guy on my roster no matter what fucking yeah. era I was in. Because the thing is, he'll he'll be there. Yep. He's, he's dependable. A, he's dependable. He's, he's a good hard in the ring. Worker. He's a hard worker. He's great on the mic. He works a way that he can keep going and stuff. Public relations wise, he's fucking, you know, he's a gift. Other than like. The Rock and maybe like a few other guys. I have seen very few wrestlers that can literally work a style that will allow them to wrestle as much as he does. Mm-hmm. Take time off to go do TV, movies, yeah. competitions, and come back and still be able to go with sh- very little like time oh, yeah, coming sure. back. Like yeah, much much respect to Miz, man. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, I want to quickly mention that um, a couple of days ago was Ariel's birthday. Yep, it was the Beach's birthday. And uh, we did go out and have fun and, you know, attempt to at least. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, have a few drinks and came back and did some fun stuff or whatever. But a big happy birthday to my wife and and a big part of what we do, uh, who is just as enthusiastic and at times more enthusiastic about what we do than we are. Very true, very true. And uh, it's hard to get in with us because this is, you know, this has always been our baby, so yeah. it's hard for us to take, you know, advice. But you know, it's, we've got to a good point on that stuff, I think. Yeah. But uh, you know, it, you know, I love her more than anything, and uh, and she had a good birthday, and I'm happy well, about that. It was also my daughter's birthday recently too. So, Yay. happy birthday to both my wife and my daughter. Little butts. <laughs> and my dad's birthday was also recently too, and my dad's all the one of the coolest damn yeah. It's it's funny because our friend Tara, who you know I hang out with occasionally and stuff, 
she was like, man, I haven't heard from you forever. I'm like, January is basically fucked for me. Because I've got three fucking birthdays in yeah. the same month, in the same, like, two-week period. I think she sometimes. Well, it happens, like, yeah. I was like, Tara, you I'm like, I'm sorry, I have not, I've had literally zero time to hang yeah, out. Like, We've been doing something every fucking weekend yeah. since, like, I got off, out of COVID. And, like, yeah, literally. Well, it, it was, like, holidays, COVID, yeah. this, like, it. <laughs> and January this is, is not the be, month to hang This out. is supposed to be, like... The quiet time before spring, where right. all the fucking shit starts happening. And that was Not like, in this house. Nope. <laughs> you get you get February. That's what you get. Because like Ariel and uh, and Logan's birthdays are like within two weeks of each other. My yep. dad's birthday is right in the middle of there. Yep. Uh, Ariel's brother's birthdays are also in there. Yeah. Like we get a lot of January fucking birthdays. A lot of January birthdays. <laughs> And then March starts it, so you literally you get a lot of March birthdays too. You got February. That's literally your off time. (laughs) That's all I got from (laughs) the holidays into birthday month. And we got we got to worry about Valentine's Day for that shit. Yeah, that's always something too. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's 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 busy times in in this house in January. Oh yeah, (laughs) for sure. Oh yeah. (laughs) Now I know you had some gaming stuff you wanted to talk. Yeah. um, Big news in the gaming industry right now. Crazy news. Weird. So, like, everybody... News I was not expecting yeah, to say. Yeah, stuff that, like, has been seen lately is Microsoft has been making a lot of purchases. Uh, as far as, like, we remember they picked up Bethesda, so, like, the franchises of uh, Elder Scrolls and Fallout. and Fallout are now, you know, Microsoft properties. Um, I'm not shedding any tears. I'm an Xbox guy anyway. <laughs> and that's fair. Uh, and, like, the long-running thing has always been since, like, way back in the day with, like, Xbox, there really didn't have a lot of exclusives. Right. Like, uh, like yeah. they had, like, Fable and Halo and shit like that for a short period of time. Um, and a lot of people have been like, well, what's, what's the thing to make us want? Is oh, we paused there for a second accidentally. Sorry about that. Guys. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what got cut out. I'll have to go back. Okay. We're talking um, about gaming. Microsoft, yeah. Bethesda. All yeah, that. Microsoft purchased Activision and Blizzard, which they acquired a shit ton of mm-hmm. fucking properties. Unfortunately, Blizzard is not very much like a really people want to touch that right now. Yeah. Uh, so, but there's a lot of IP there. There is a lot of IP there. Spyro, mm-hmm. all the Activision stuff. Mm-hmm. Blizzard has got. World of Warcraft, Starcraft, Overwatch, like yeah, that's a, a lot, lot, of, lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. Uh, Activision also, I think, has Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of things there. So, like, if they choose to make all of these things Xbox exclusives, that's a heavy catalog yeah. of stuff between just those like couple companies that can really change the landscape as far oh, yeah. as like and quick too quick. So, in what seemed like a move to kind of counterbalance that, Sony just, I don't know if it's for sure, like, done, but I'm seeing a lot of, like, articles about it being brought up. Sony has either offered, like, in the works of it, of purchasing Bungie. Yeah. Which, Destiny 2 is a huge property. Yeah. Uh, and I think the offer is for $3.6 billion mm-hmm. to buy Bungie. But the thing that... I feel like on a PR level is really smart of Sony is that they have stated that if and when they purchase Bungie, that it will stay a multi-platform yeah. thing. 
And Which, Microsoft oh, has not said that at no, all. Microsoft has not said that, and that worries a lot of people because there are people that are very adamant about, I just don't want a Microsoft product. Well, if you want to play Elder Scrolls Six when it comes out, that's probably where you're going to have to play it. Yeah. And, and this, Fallout 5, you know, yeah, when that ever happens. the thing happens. is, this could work for or against them mm-hmm. because sometimes the community will push back and they'll kill your numbers. Like, yeah, it's possible. You know, I think with Elder Scrolls, though, it's such oh, a, it is. a huge property yeah. that they, they're not going to see that blowback no, on that. They're not. It, like, it could affect Fallout for sure, but Fallout affects, fans are very rabid. They are. Um, you're going to see more in like the other franchises that they've picked up. Also, I would say from being in the Fallout community that most players that are doing the Fallout games are doing it either on PC or Xbox. Yeah, There's not a lot of playstation follow on fallout no uh and that makes sense because honestly like i view my xbox as more a like single player game console just because the problem with that is xbox lives community is shit yeah like as far as multiplayer i don't i did play multiplayer stuff on xbox and i hated it yeah it's i hate multiplayer it's a toxic toxic community and it the numbers have even shown that like playstation's community even nintendo's community way better like way just a lot more liked yeah xboxes is always like virtually touted as one of the most toxic you know like dude bro communities yeah for sure and I don't know. It's interesting to see that, like, these console companies, I mean, Sony's just way more than a console company, but, like, to see these companies now, instead of making deals to get exclusivity games, are just buying gaming companies. Yeah, and that's and where you start to float into the antitrust kind of stuff. And, it, the, yeah. you know, I mean, that was a big thing with it. But I think when the Disney Fox thing happened, it really kind of broke Opened a up. lot of those barriers back down it again. Did. Yeah. And that's a, it's a dangerous precedent. It is. We're seeing I mean, every other it. week we're constantly hearing about the possibility that Disney's going to try and buy Warner Brothers and own DC and Marvel and shit God, like that. that you know? But I think it is. It's, it's, it's kind of a thing where now... Instead of being a gaming company where you make a game and you make deals with these things to do it, now you have to worry about your company getting bought yeah, and then being told, you're just making this game just for us, you know, fuck, fuck the rest of these people and shit yeah. like that. And I, I don't know. Now you're, you're, you're being told what games to make it's instead true. of like... Hey, we want to make these games. They're like, cool. We don't care. You're making this game. You're making this game and stuff like that. And it's like then it becomes less of a creativity thing and more of a monotonous. You're just making the next installment of said blah 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 game. You know. Yeah, that's true. Or we're only going to be making games that franchises that have sold any of these fringe shits are going out the window. Yeah. yeah. It's becoming much more centralized. It is. But then also there's a rise in like the Steam communities and the independent it, game makers and stuff like that. It but, is. And like honestly this is where like I'm I'm more excited right now. Like I was talking with this with people at work. Like I am yes the availability is 
for some is definitely a thing. Yeah. But for me, it's more. I am genuinely more excited right now to purchase a Switch than I am an Xbox whatever yeah. thing or a PS5. PS5, yeah. I am genuinely not a first-gen console buyer. No. I like to go year two or three for a couple reasons. One, the physical hardware has gone through the loops. They know what things are usually you know, out. Uh, and then the game catalog is better. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to buy first, like, thing and have a choice of, like, maybe five games. And they're like, no, but there's a bunch of games. And I was like, no, there's really only, like, five good ones and then, like, 23 weird shitty games. And with our generation and stuff, I think there's some still some resistance to, like, you know, not buying a physical game. Yeah. Because for me, that's still hard, like, to go on and look in, like, the Microsoft Store or something and be download like, $60 to download a game. I'm like, I feel like I'm getting kind of fucked here. I'm like, what am I paying $60 for? At least if I'm going to the store, I know it's so fucking stupid, but at least if I'm going to the store and I'm picking up a physical game, I have a physical thing. Yeah. In my hand. Like, a download, paying for, it's, it's almost like the NFT shit. It's like, yeah, what am I paying for? Some nebulous fucking thing? Well, like, the thing that, like, and I know they'll be like, oh, well, once you purchase it, you still have cool. it. Cool, what if somehow, like you know, what if I lost my access to my Microsoft account and I couldn't get it back because it's a bitch to try to fucking get back in there if you get out of it, I yeah. tell you that. And, like, any number of fucking things, and I'm just fucked on that $60, you know? Yeah. I just I'm not I'm not a big like I'll download games that are like ten or fifteen bucks or something, yeah. but I'm not downloading a sixty dollar game. No. And the other thing too is like looking at the community of like third party games on like a PlayStation and a Microsoft versus like a Switch or like PC, like with Steam and stuff like that, I almost would rather like I'm more apt to like with my laptop and yeah. with a Switch to mm-hmm. buy games because I've seen all kinds of little fun side scrollers and stuff like that you know on the, the oh for sure yeah. stuff. but like with a Playstation and the Xbox it's just I don't know it's not really as much there no it really isn't you know so unless it's something that they made across all the platforms and it has to be really good you know I I don't know it's just I'm, I'm just more excited to try and get something. Doing the back, back Yeah, I'm yeah. using my back stretcher. My, my back is fucking always itchy. Oh, no, back you're fine. Issue. Yeah, I don't know if it's just because I'm getting older, like I'm a crotchety old gamer and stuff like that, but it's like, I don't I don't know. I find... I'm just not there yet. I'm not there at a point where I'm comfortable with a $60 download yeah. as opposed to like a $60 physical copy, you know? Especially considering like, you know, some of these systems and shit like Oh, you get the one that's like 500 gigabytes. And I was like, what am I... I can't put shit on that. <laughs> yeah. Like, you want me to download all the these games <laughs> and stuff like that. But even if you do that, mm-hmm. I bought the fucking terabyte one. And then, like, half of the operating system... Fills eats, it up, yeah. yeah. Fills, that's the thing that's bullshit to me is, like, don't say it's a terabyte if it's not an actual No, I want a terabyte of available space. Available what space. I, want. I don't want, like, oh, I come in and I'm already at, like, 80-something space. I've got five or six games that are downloaded but anything is like even when I put the physical copy in it still has to download to the thing so it's still eating up more space and I was like cool so I'm lucky if maybe I get 20 or less games on this thing before most of my yeah. terabyte is ate up and they're like oh well you can get an out like you know uh, an outside one cool but why yeah, like, like yeah. it's just more shit I gotta buy 
and with this like the first generation with the Xboxes and stuff on the new system, the base system doesn't even have a disc port. No, like you literally have to download games, and yeah. it has no memory because there is the like. there is the digital only editions now and stuff. And I'm like, cool. So you're telling me like I don't use any of that physical stuff, right? Cool. Why do I have, I have this thing. then? Yeah. Why do I need this giant box if it's not for physical processing? Yeah. Well, that or like <laughs> one, I shouldn't have to pay the same amount for. No, games it should be just. It should be monumentally cheaper to buy the system. Yeah. The system, the games, like all that stuff. Like if there is no, like if I'm not paying for marketing of the physical thing, all of that stuff, then what is the sixty dollars going to? Like, why are they the same price? Yes. Yeah. Like the physical copy should be more because you're getting a physical thing. Yeah. The download copy should be twenty bucks cheaper. I'm telling you. Because the amount of plastic, like even now that games don't have like the Mm -hmm. game manual anymore. The amount of plastic, the fucking, the, for the case, the cover art, like, all that stuff. Like, you're telling me that, like, that's all free? Because yeah. that's what you're saying when you tell me I have to pay $60 the same price for, for both. Download. Yeah, like, you're telling me that that's just bullshit that is basically free. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I'm old and I just say, whatever. Like, yeah. I, I, I'm also a guy who likes to have a shelf with games on it, you know? And that that's just going the wayside, and I understand that 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 is the future of, of shit or whatever, and it is what it is. But I'm not there yet, and I'm not the only one. Oh yeah, you know, like, the gamer generation is my age. You know, the original gamer generations are my age and, and a little older and shit. Yeah. And those guys want physical copies still. We want physical comics still. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing. It's Even, like we trust in. The I have hard enough time hands. downloading four hour comic books. As opposed to buying a $5 copy. Yeah. And at least there's a difference. Like with comics, generally, the digital one is going to be 2 bucks cheaper. Yeah. It makes a difference. It does. As opposed to buying a $5 physical copy or a $3 digital copy. Yep. It is what it is, you know. Yeah, make that money, man. Yeah, I will shake my cane from the front porch at the kids <laughs> in the fucking lawn. I, I was like, care. well, we got the gray and the beard, so yeah. like, whatever. <laughs> I don't Whatever, care. call me old, but you know, I just feel like I'm getting fucking the reach around here when I'm, you know, paying 60 fucking dollars for a download. Like, it's sucking my nuts. <laughs> well, we've well, we've hit the hour and ten minute mark. It's probably a good place to, to wrap it up. Oh, since shit. We've gone long in the last couple of shows. We have gone Um... Whatever. But now, good times. Whatever, good stuff coming up. You know, keep an eye out. As oh, always. did we want to talk about. Um, oh, yeah. I want to just quickly mention that uh, the weekend of March the 24th will not only be doing Lexington, I believe, this year, um, but also Horror Hound in Cincinnati. We're going big, kids. We're going big. We're going to try to uh, do two tr- not small cons. We're, tr- we're trying to blow my knees and back into oblivion. <laughs> By making me walk two cons in one weekend, but we've never got to do Horror Hound before, and it just so happens, unfortunately, they hit the same weekend. It's and always Lexicons the same. got guests this year yeah. that are really high on my list. It's, they're you know. always the same weekend as another con that we're wanting yeah. to go to, and it's like, either we're going to pull the trigger and finally go to one, because mm-hmm. we keep watching videos on them, and we're like, man, this is where we need to this go. This is where I want to be, yeah. Because we are huge horror fans, creature fans, yeah. like a lot of the stuff. Plus, it's different. There's so much different, unique stuff that we see yeah. at these things. We're like, why haven't we gone? We've been covering comic to. shows for eight years now. Yeah. It's time to do something different. To branch out a little bit. And like, l- luckily enough, even though they are the same weekend, they are close enough... To where it's doable. It's doable. 
it is it's it's gonna be some planning. Uh, a lot of planning, yeah. A lot of cocaine. Um, cocaine! And some Tiger Bomb. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. I'm going to be I just have to make sure to snort the right bomb. one and then stick the other one on my knee. Because I'm rubbing cocaine on my knee and snorting Tiger Bomb is going to be a great idea. Like, oh, shit! It's cool, and it burns! Ah. <laughs> I would not recommend snorting Tiger Bomb. No, no not at all. No. But yeah, that's coming up the, the weekend of March 24th, so I'm super excited about mm-hmm. that. If you get a chance to get out to Toy Ohio on the 12th in Girard, yep. check out Toy Ohio uh, on Facebook. You can get more details there as well. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to wrap it up this week. Um, yep. If you like what you heard this week on the Basement Fodder Podcast, you can find us at our brand new home uh, of Spotify uh, through um, Anchor. Anchor, and uh, that link is now posted in the Basement okay. Fodder Fan Nation on Facebook. You can check that out. Um, of course, on social media, on Facebook, I'm Todd Dave. He's Dave Basement of Doom, and Ariel is Ariel Beach. Um, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter also at, at Basement Fodder. Yep. And our website of thebasementofdoom.wordpress.com. We are. So, all of those wonderful I'm places. Actually, following our show on Spotify. Oh, my God. <laughs> remember, there are two versions of the show out there on Spotify. Yep. The one with the most episodes and the older episodes does not work anymore. So if you try to, to download from that one, you're not going to get anything. Yeah. You want to do the one that only has about 10 episodes on it yeah. right now. So Unfortunately. <laughs> and you can get that directly from the anchor link yeah. that we have in uh, in the Basement Fodder Fan Nation. We still need to try and find your laptop. <laughs> yeah, I've looked and I can't find the fucking thing. But it's we'll get it. It's probably in there. It's probably in the fucking deep, dark cubby holes somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. We'll find it eventually. And we are working on recovering old shows, but some of them are going to probably end up being lost media at this point. Sadly. <laughs> but hey, you never know. But you know, At least we've been around long enough to have lost media. Because we understand what the fuck lost media is. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but that's going to do it for this week. Um, as always, from the basement, I'm Todd. I'm Dave. And until next time, the basement doors close. Later, bitches. Ta!